0: You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Woo! No, no. Stepping up to the mics, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. Welcome to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast giving you opinions not heard anywhere else. I'm your host, Brad Wakai, going solo again today, unfortunately. My co-host, Tyson Gentry, is out. Again, a work assignment has kept him hostage. He's unable to make the podcast today. It's unfortunate. It's our week one NFL preview. We got a lot to get to. Now, this is not going to be the format going forward. This is just something that we're rolling out here for the first one. We have a whole content schedule planned for the NFL. So this is going to be a one-off thing for week one. Tyson will be back moving forward, and we'll we'll have a different type of angle that we will attack these types of podcasts here late in the week as we get ready for the NFL slate. But week one preview, I mean, first of all, it's finally here. I mean, thank God the NFL is finally back. We got our little appetizer with college football, and now we get the professional stuff with the NFL returning. And so Lions and Chiefs are being played as I'm recording this, and so I'm not sure the outcome of that right now. Uh, I'm going to go through all these games, just give you my thoughts, what to expect on the weekend. Stay tuned for money making time. I have three plays that I really like so far. And I think, you know, I'll kind of give my philosophy as we head into week one on uh, just about in a way, ways to attack week one. I think it's better to be cautious. But first, I'll start off by giving some of my angles and what I expect moving forward here for each game. And so just going down the board here, let's start with the 49ers traveling out to Pittsburgh. To face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this is a fascinating game to me because Brock Purdy is going to be the starter for the Niners and he's recovering from elbow surgery. How's that elbow going to look like? How's this new offensive line going to look for the 49ers after losing Mike McGlinchey in the offseason? This is going to be a pass rush from the Steelers, are probably going to be the healthiest they'll be all season. TJ Watt is back. They want to wreak havoc. And from what we saw on the on the offense during the preseason, this is a revamped type of team who looks to be having a little bit of fireworks here on the ground and through the air with Kenny Pickett in the second season. So it's under a field goal in the betting market, and it looks like he can even get down to two points for the Steelers. And I know a lot of people are looking at that and kind of shaking their head. There's a lot of confidence in the Steelers, especially in this spot. And so this is a big game. I expect the Niners to win, although I'm not that confident about it. I, we saw what the Steelers have done in the in the openers in the past. They beat the Bengals. They beat the Bills past two years. That's what they do. Mike Tomlin is incredible at getting his team ready, and I think I, I would not be shocked if he does the same thing in this one and the Steelers knock off the Niners, although I do expect the 49ers to win that game. Moving over to the Panthers and Falcons. Divisional matchup, rookie quarterback, and Bryce Young getting his first snap. If you haven't seen the trends yet, it's not good for rookies in their first start. New head coach and Frank Reich. They wanted to go in a different direction after the firing of Matt Rule in the interim of Steve Wilkes there. And so they bring in an offensive-minded guy and then be aggressive and get Bryce Young. And then you have the the hot offseason team of the Atlanta Falcons after they drafted the B. John Robinson. You know, what's this offense going to look like? Like is, is it going to be a ground attack under head coach Arthur Smith, who was the mastermind behind the ground game for the Tennessee Titans when Derrick Henry was going crazy is Desmond Ritter. Good enough? What does his defense look like? It's been a defense that's had to be rebuilt because they have not been good in recent years. So I still I think this is a game that has major questions that will at least provide some insight moving forward. In and we after this Week One matchup because I honestly don't really know what to expect. I think just based on what we've heard and based on you know what we project on paper. This could look one way, and what actually transpires on the field, it could look completely different on Sunday. Oh. Texans-Ravens. Another game with a first-year head coach and first-year quarterback that we're going to get on the docket this week. Th- this is going to be tough, man. Like They travel to Baltimore. This is a large point spread. The Ravens are 10-point favorites, and I think with good reason when you look at it, just based on a Texans team that, is still under a rebuild a first-year head coach but but this is a new offense for the Ravens we don't know how it's going to look there hasn't been glowing reviews coming out of training camp this offseason I think there's going to be some growing pains I really do will it pay off in the long run probably but I think in week one I really want to see how this thing looks like there are some expectations that this thing is going to look like Lamar Jackson's offense at Louisville when he was just going crazy at the college level. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure and I want it I want to see what this defense looks like under D'Amico Ryan's and how CJ Stroud looks like in his first start in the NFL that's not the preseason. Like this is against live bullets. Is he going to be prepared for that? Bengals at Browns. Huge divisional matchup in week 1. Huge Bengals opened as a three-point favorite. It's down to one and a half. Cleveland has dominated the series in the past couple seasons. New defensive coordinator in Jim Schwartz. He's going to be super aggressive, super aggressive, provide some exotic schemes that will try to slow down this potent offense that the Bengals have. My main concern here and my main question is what is Joe Burrow's Catholic like? What does he look like? He hasn't practiced since the injury. Is there going to be some rust? What's the concern level there? If this offensive line does not hold up against his Browns front, is he at risk for injury? How mobile is he going to be? So this is one that I got circled. This is one I'm extremely interested in, and I may have a play in as we get into money-making time, but this is a going to be a telling game, especially when we consider how Deshaun Watson looks in the second year with Kevin Stefanski and the outlook of what that offense could become as they have high hopes for what the team could be this season. Bucks vikings Bucks travel to Minnesota and the prime regression candidate that the Vikings are. This opened at about six and a half. It's down to five and a half, suggesting that there are some people out there who really like the Bucks. Baker Mayfield's a starter there. He has a lot of weapons to throw to in Tampa. Is he going to be able to? That's the question. Is he going to be able to accurately get them the football? Because we know there's some times when he can look really good. and There's times when he looks absolutely awful. And this is a Vikings defense that is prime time to be able to attack. Now, new defensive coordinator Brian Flores is in, so that could improve things. But I want to see what it looks like on the field. I'm not sold on either of these teams. That's one of the circle if you want to keep an eye on moving forward. And then how about this one? Potentially maybe the worst game of the week, Cardinals going to Washington to face the Commanders and first-year starting quarterback Sam Howell. Arizona might be the worst team in the league. This is a game that the commanders really have to dominate, and they should with that defensive front against a Cardinals offensive line that I think is going to have major question marks and is going to struggle this year under a first-year defensive head coach and a first-year offensive coordinator. I think this is going to be a really tough game. The commanders should dominate if they don't. Oof, that is a telling sign. There could be some trouble there in Washington. Titans go to the Saints. Would anybody be shocked if Mike Vrabel just beats beats the Saints here and just wins this game outright? Like they're three point dogs, but like this is such a would be such a Saints thing and such a Derek Carr thing. If with all these expectations they're supposed to win the division, they just lay an egg in the opener. Like there's questions about the Titans, of course. Like we don't know what this offense is going to look like. This defense looks aging. There's questions there. Like how much if this thing goes sideways, how much rope are they going to give Ryan Tannehill before they turn it over to some of their young quarterbacks and see what they have there but in week one when this team this veteran team is ready to get fired up and go and play for the season Mike Frabel's is going to have them ready I would not be shocked if the Titans win this game outright Jags go to Indianapolis now they're four and a half point favorites on the road would it would it, gosh, this division is just so wacky. Would anybody be like uberly shocked if the Colts pulled off this upset? Like just based on the crazy things that happen every single year in the AFC South, I think when we look at just the dominance that the Jaguars should have on paper over every single team in this conference in this division, yes, it would be surprising. But I've seen this movie before. Weird stuff happens in this division, and weird stuff happens in Week One all the time. But On paper, the Jags should dominate this. I am not sold right now on the Colts under new head coach Shane Steichen in his first year and rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson. Like everybody just expects both these, this duo to just hit the ground running and go because Shane Steichen coached Justin Herbert, he coached Jalen Hurts and really pushed them forward as elite quarterbacks in this league. But to do it in game one against a division winner last year who wants to grow upon what they did, which is win a playoff game last season, I think that's a tall task. I don't see this Colts team being very talented. Like There was a lot of talent in those Chargers teams when Justin Herbert took over. There was a lot of talent on those Eagles teams that Shane Steichen was able to get in the ball into those playmakers' hands. Besides Michael Pittman, who on this Colts team really scares you on the perimeter? And Jonathan Taylor is banged up, so I think this is a tall task for the Colts in week one of the Steichen Richardson era. Eagles go into Foxborough coming off a Super Bowl victory, or I'm sorry, a Super Bowl loss. I wish it was a victory. I'm an Eagles fan, but it's Tom Brady night. You're going to hear a lot about that. They're going to be honoring Brady. It's going to be a lot of emotion there. I'm not going to take that in consideration in regards to the handicap. Uh, The Eagles are four-point favorites on the road here. We know Belichick has struggled with containing mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts in the past this defense should be improved for the Patriots. And you'd expect the offense to be much better with Bill O'Brien back as offensive coordinator for Mac Jones, third year as as a starter compared to what they were operating under last year with Matt Patricia's offensive coordinator. I mean, just say that out loud. What what a disaster that was. And so I'm not going to be shocked. This is a field goal game guys, really the the total starting to get lower this Patriots defense has had all offseason to prepare for what the Eagles can do on offense, but I expect the Eagles to win. They're just a superior team right now. Their talent is way too great. And for an offensive line that the Patriots are going to roll out there that has major question marks. If the Eagles defensive front is able to dominate and eat up this offensive line that the Patriots put out, it's going to be hard for Mac Jones and the Eagles actually could blow him out. I don't see that happening just based on what Belichick is going to be able to do defensively, regardless of what his struggles have been in the past against mobile quarterbacks. But I expect the Eagles to win this one, albeit I think it's going to be close. Raiders go to Denver. First game on the Sean Payton era in Denver. What is this going to look like? Like, is this offense going to be a disaster like we saw in the first preseason game against the Cardinals team? Are they going to show signs of life? Is the whole Russ Wilson Sean Payton experiment going to get off to a good start against the Raiders defense that has been leaky for years, and on the flip side, Jimmy Garoppolo, new quarterback for the Raiders, like he has weapons. Like Devonte Adams is still there, Josh Jacobs is back, Hunter Renfro in the slot. I think it's going to be tough for them to really puncture what the Denver Broncos defense does, which is to suffocate offenses. And so, I expect this to be a low-scoring slug amount affair. Broncos should win this football game like they should. I expect the Raiders to be one of the worst teams in this league, and I do think there's an upside for the Broncos. I just don't know if it comes in week one. They're three and a half point favorites. That hook just scares me to death. I just don't know if you can even touch that right now, just regardless of what they look like on paper, because you really just have no clue what to expect regarding either of these teams. Rams at Seahawks, another divisional game. Seahawks down the four point favorites. I think it was at four, four and a half at, uh, four, five, four four and a half at some points here. You know, Cooper Cup's out. I'm surprised that it's reduced, but this is going to be the healthiest, the Rams defense is going to be all year. This is going to be the healthiest, besides Cooper Cup that this Rams offense is going to be all year. Like are they going to be bought in? Are they going to be prepared and ret- ready to try to pull off an upset and make a statement like, no, we just won the Super Bowl two years ago. Like we're still here. Like we're still contenders in here. I, I can see that happening, to be completely honest. All they've heard all offseason is that they suck and that they're going to blow this thing up and that every, that this team is just going to get walked over by everybody in this division. Would not be shocked if the Rams in week one come out and give their best performance and try to beat the Seahawks. They always play tough. Like This is always a tough matchup for the Seahawks, and it's been in the past under Pete Carroll. And then what can the Seahawks do? Can Geno Smith build upon what he did offensively last year that won him comeback player of the year? I think this is a very interesting game in the division and something that's going to shine a lot of outlook, a lot of light on what we could see transpire in the division this year because there's a lot of optimism around this Seahawks team. Packers, Bears, I mean, you want to talk about hype. My God, Justin Fields apparently has already won his fifth MVP just based on what everybody's been talking about. Like, just they traded for DJ Moore, I get it. Like, there's another weapon here for Justin Fields. This guy's going to have to start completing passes before I'm ready to anoint him. And I know everybody else is. I'm not. Like, I need to see a lot more from Justin Fields before I'm ready to put him in Canton, which everybody else is ready to do based on what, because he was running the football last year. Like, it takes a lot more than that to play quarterback in this league. And then the Packers, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Like, it's the Jordan Love show here now. Like, we've been waiting three, four years to see this happen, and we're finally going to see it. Matt LaFleur now is the guy there as the play caller, no longer has to defer to Aaron Rodgers. What does that do for this offense? Is there going to be more ground attack? It's going to be more play action? What does this offense look like as it evolves away from what Aaron Rodgers prefers to do and looks more like what Matt LaFleur came from, which is the Kyle Shanahan system? I think that could be something to monitor big time here. I do have a play in this game coming up later in money-making time as the Bears are still one-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Dolphins at Chargers. Dolphins a three-point. Road dog here going into L.A., a place they got absolutely blitzed last season. New defensive coordinator Vic Fangio for the Dolphins. New offensive coordinator Kellen Moore for the Chargers. There's some unknowns here when you really look at things. Vic Fangio, you know, he's a great defensive coordinator, but it hasn't come in his first season. And then Kellen Moore, he just loves to chuck the rock around. Like, there's going to be a lot of passes thrown for Justin Herbert And I think there's going to be a lot more efficient compared to what they did under Joe Lombardi there that they're previously running in the Chargers. So I I think there could be a lot of fireworks in this game, like two teams that want to make big statements and get off to good starts in the loaded AFC. I think this is a must win game for both teams here. I know it's crazy to say that in week one, but listen, it's never good to be in a hole, especially in two divisions that are going to be extremely tough that the Dolphins and Chargers are both in. Sunday night football, Cowboys go to the New York Giants and are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Both teams coming off playoff performances. There is much optimism surrounding the Giants as they get Darren Waller. Provides Daniel Jones a, a big-time weapon. Second year under Mike Kafka as offensive coordinator. Second year for Brian Dayball. We saw what Daniel Jones is able to do last season under this regime. There's expectations that he's going to take this thing to the next level. Now, this is a Cowboys team who supposedly is going to be more conservative. That's what Mike McCarthy said. That's the the goal. He wants to keep his defense off the field for as long as possible and allow Dan Quinn to dial up as many crazy and exotic blitzes that they're going to throw out there. I love this Cowboys defense heading into the season. I think they're going to be the best in the league. I think they're going to be dominant, and I think Micah Parsons is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Three and a half is tough for me to look at, man, especially in the divisional game, and you're getting a home dog on this one. I just don't know what to expect with this Cowboys offense, with Dak Prescott in prime time. I don't think he's going to be the turnover machine he was last year, but this is going to be, I think, a really tight game, a really, really tight game that I expect the Cowboys to win, but I would not be shocked, quite honestly, regardless of, I think the Giants aren't as good as everybody else does. I would not be shocked if the Giants win just because it's the NFC East and it's a divisional matchup. And let's close out here with our preview. Bills at Jets, battle of one New York team in the Buffalo Bills against a team who plays in Jersey here on Monday Night Football. The Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road facing the Jets, who are just one of the darlings of the offseason after getting Aaron Rodgers. The defense is expected to be as good as it was last year. They have Dalvin Cook. Brees Hall is expected to be back. And ready to go the buffalo bills are the forgotten about team quite honestly like after they were favorites last season everybody's throw them out in the trash because they didn't get it done for them well they open this to two and a half point favorites you're telling me that's about a, a four and a half on on a neutral and about a just under a touchdown at home that's how good the odds makers thinks the bills are that's that's pretty surprising just considering all the smoke that the jets have gotten this offseason and so that should tell you something there I think the Bills win this game. I really do. I, I love the Bills this season. I, they're one of my teams that I think will win the Super Bowl. Them and the Philadelphia Eagles. Go check out all of our futures bets on our previous episode as well. But I love the Bills here. I, re- I really do. I think they're going to win. I'm not going to play it just because I don't know what to expect from the Jets. Just Just being honest here. Just being honest with everybody. But I really like the Bills to make a statement in this one. Remember what they did to the Rams early last season. Uh, two years ago, you know, they, they like to make statements early. So bills at jets to close it out. Let's move into money, making time. And I only have three plays here for week one. And a lot of this has to do with just my philosophy regarding week one. I feel like it's a lot of, a lot about a guessing game. Like we, there are a lot of teams that we have data points on that we can point to and say, okay, this is what we expect, right? You, you know, the chiefs. Andy Reid's there. He's calling plays. Patrick Mahomes there. Okay, we know that. I think we can kind of understand what the Giants are going to be in the second year of of Daniel Jones, Mike Kafka's OC, and Brian Dayball. But, like, for others, the Broncos, Sean Payton, new offense, Eagles, new offensive coordinator, which we expect to be the same, but we have to see it. Jags, that's one of the teams we probably can look at and say, okay, that'll be the same. Commanders completely different under Eric B. I, there's just so many things that we can look at here and say, man, I have questions about. And so that's why I'm staying away from a lot of stuff here. I think, if anything, I'm going to be playing a lot of in game stuff as I get my eyes on some things and look at like kind of what's going on and being like, okay, that's something I can target in game and maybe something in the second half market as well. But I do have three picks this week. The first one being the Falcons minus three and a half, minus 110 here on FanDuel. I it's a sucker bet to be completely honest, just because it's a divisional game and I I'm laying the hook. Like I hate that that's the hook here, but it started, it opened around three and it moved up to three and a half. And it's based on what a lot of things that are coming out of the Panthers camp. Like there's questions that their best defensive player and and edge rusher, Brian Burns, isn't going to play. If that's the case, this defense could be in for a world of hurt because the Falcons are going to want to keep this thing on the ground and dominate in the trenches. And if they can't get after the pass or if they can't get penetration, this is going to be extremely difficult. And on the flip side, the offensive line for the Panthers is a major concern that I have. And I don't necessarily think that the Falcons are a team that's going to overly exploit that. But I think that just is going to make life extremely difficult for Bryce Young in his first start, especially considering that his receiving core is already banged up already banged up and that's not what we want to hear if you're if you're a Panthers fan but as Falcons backers like I'm going to be this week I'm laying Falcons minus three and a half here on FanDuel I played up to minus four at that point as well so minus three and a half here Falcons for me next one Dolphins Chargers over 50 and a half minus 115 on FanDuel Sportsbook this could be another extremely suckered play but I think with the question marks surrounding what Vic Fangio is going to bring with the struggles that players have adapting to his system in the first year. And then coupled that with, I think the efficiency that the chargers are going to show under Kellen Moore and just how they're going to air it out. I think the chargers can put up a lot of points. And on the flip side, the dolphins, yes, they were stifled last year against this chargers team. And Brandon Staley had a hell of a defensive game plan to stop what they were doing on offense. The dolphins that is on offense, which other teams stole late in the, Late in the season, I think Mike McDaniels had a plan that's going to kind of crack that code. I think they're going to put up points. Like we saw before teams caught on to what they were doing last year, what the Dolphins were able to do, and which was put up insane numbers. Two is back and healthy. He's able to practice with this receiving core. I think this is going to be a fireworks show. I like over 50 and a half here, Dolphins and Chargers. And then my play of the week is a six point teaser here. I'm getting the Browns who are getting one and a half points and the Packers who are also getting one and a half points. And I'm taking six points here and teasing that up to plus seven and a half for both of them, getting that over the key number of a touchdown here. One, the Browns are at home. So I get over a touchdown for a divisional dog. And same with the Packers who are a a divisional dog here over that key number of seven. This is minus 134 in the six leg teaser. I'm going to lay that. I really, really like this taking these divisional dogs over that key number of seven. The Packers, I think they can win this game outright. I just not sold on the Bears. So I'm getting that extra cushion here. And the Browns, similarly, they've dominated the Bengals. Now I'm getting this cushion of seven and a half. And so if the Bengals, like, if they look great, they win by a field goal. Okay, we're fine. If hell, if they look great and they win by a touchdown, like, it doesn't look as good for the Browns, we're covered as well. So. Those are my three plays here as I give out the week one picks here on the podcast. Everything else is going to be in our chalkboard app. If there's anything else that we like, Tyson's picks are going to be in there. My picks, if there's others that I want to add on to these three from the podcast, those will all go into our chalkboard app, which is free to join. Yes, free, free to join. You can put your picks in there as well. It's not just Tyson and myself. Just throwing out picks. We have others who are giving out picks of their own, so feel free to join that. If you like a team, if you absolutely love someone, join the chalkboard and throw that in there and say, "Yes, this is the this is the play that I love this week." Link is going to be in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast form, it's also in the description for you guys as well. So make sure to click that link and join for free. In the meantime. Like, subscribe, and share the show because we have an absolutely insane amount of content coming out through football season. If you're a college football fan or college football better, we have you covered there. So subscribe so you don't miss any of the releases that we have, whether it's on YouTube or our podcast content. Like the show as well. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button. It really helps us become more discoverable, and we really appreciate all the support that we can get and that you guys give us. And if you're in podcast form listening to us, make sure to hit a five-star review that helps us out and comes, becomes more discoverable on the charts there as well. And share the show with a friend, with someone you hate. It does not matter. Get us out there. We appreciate you guys sharing us out there to as many people as you can and just supporting the show as much as possible. We're going to be doing some giveaway stuff, so maybe you know anybody else who shares Anybody who likes, anybody who subscribes, whatever the case may be, funniest comment, whatever it may be, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff this football season for giveaways and things like that. And stay connected with us, finally, on our social media pages. X, Twitter, I guess it is just X now, X, Instagram and TikTok. It's all the same, at I-S-W-I-S underscore pod. Stay connected with us there. Enjoy week one of the NFL season. We're going to be back next week breaking down everything that we saw in week one, giving out any early bets that we like as the markets open. So make sure you stay connected with us. Until then, guys, enjoy the football this weekend. Thanks for listening to the I Said What I Said podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're there, please rate and review the show so others find out about the show. We'll catch you on the next episode of I Said What I Said.